This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome back this week to the War Vessel Radio podcast. We're kicking off in episode 28, part 4 of the Confess Him series, and I'm realizing this is starting to become less of a mini-series and more of a series, and I think that's good. It's something that the Lord's stirring on my heart, and uh, it's hard to create content month by month, and so just to kind of run with a concept the Lord that it, the Lord's impressing upon me and um, just study it and have it flow in my own private quiet times and study times and just all through my walk of life and just have it infiltrate, 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 infiltrate um, every element of my life. It's been really, really cool. So today I want to start off by reading a segment of The Deeper Christian Life. Uh, by Andrew Murray. I've started going through this again um, and reading it with a friend. Um, And there was a part, as we were discussing it, that really stood out to me yesterday. Um, And so I kind of want to read that and then see how it fits with this rest of this episode as I feel like the Lord's presented it. So here we go. This is on page 13 of The Deeper Christian Life by Andrew Murray. The likeness to Christ consists chiefly in two things, the likeness of his death and resurrection. The death of Christ was the consummation of his humility and obedience, the entire giving up of his life to God. In him we are dead to sin. As we seek Excuse me. As we sink down in humility and dependence and entire surrender to God, the power of his death works in us, and we are made conformable to his death. And so we know him in the power of his resurrection and in the victory over sin, and all the joy and power of the risen life. Therefore, every morning, present yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. He will maintain the life he gave and bestow the grace to live as risen ones. All this can only be done, all this can be, let me try that again. All this can only be in the power of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Count upon him to glorify Christ in you. Count upon Christ to increase in you the inflowing of his spirit. As you wait before God to realize his presence, remember that the spirit is in you to reveal the things of God. Seek in God's presence to have the anointing of the spirit of Christ so truly that your whole life may every moment be spiritual. So as we were discussing that uh, yesterday, I was just struck again by the two natures of Christ that we we live in. We have the death of Christ, and that looks like the death to self, that as we give ourselves over to to Christ in humility, dependence, and surrender, those elements are so contrary and opposed to the flesh that as we choose to live more in those things, 
giving ourselves more to Christ, our, our flesh begins to wither and die because it's receiving less focus. And the focus becomes on Christ. And so that's the power of his death working in us, that humility, dependence, and surrender are stirred in, just as he had humility, dependence, and surrender to the Father. But then we, on the flip side, we also have his life working in us, his resurrection power, and the victory over sin, which gives us the triumphant, victorious, rejoicing life that we can live as Christians, so that now as we are living in humility, dependence, and surrender, we have this new life, that is growing stronger in us, and that's the Spirit of Christ that's entered the scene and is teaching us all sorts of new things about himself and is giving us deeper faith, deeper hope, deeper joy, a deeper recognition of the power we have to walk in him, a, a victory and a triumph over past sins and, and daily sins. And it's as... The flesh decreases, Christ increases. And so as our as we're putting to death our flesh through the humility, dependence, and surrender parts of it, we're gaining new life in Christ because he's growing as our flesh decreases within us, and his power begins to pour out more fully with the death that he's also working in us on our flesh. And so that was just... Um, incredible to have that refreshing look at that again and just to have that stirring in my mind um, and that it's it's beginning to grow in this seeking God entirely abiding in him fully being given over to his his mind and his his spirit just dwelling in that and as it says in this last paragraph of the deeper Christian life here on that page that I just read, or this this last um, sentence, I should say, seek in God's presence to have the anointing of the Spirit of Christ so truly that your whole life may every moment be spiritual. And it's not that we're, it's by abiding in Christ that we come to the every moment being spiritual. It's not by trying to every moment be spiritual and you know, seeking to pray all the time and be in the right scripture and memorizing the right things. If those aren't done in the spirit of Christ, then those are all works that gain us nothing. They have no value whatsoever. It's just useless knowledge, even if it is scripture, even if it is prayer, quote unquote. It has to be by the spirit of Christ. And when it is by the spirit of Christ, that's when there's this anointing and your life becomes in communion and fellowship and in intimacy with Christ. So that was exciting. Um, and then it just reminded me again of a passage that at least several times a week I've been going through and reading, which is 1 Corinthians. It talks about the foolishness of God versus uh, the wisdom of men and uh the wisdom of God versus the foolishness of men and that, you know, humility, dependence, and surrender, those are the foolish things of God. Those are what the world views as weak that, and so it's considered foolishness of God. But for those of us who are in Christ, that foolishness 
in putting to death ourselves, our worldliness, is his strength because he is given the ability to come in and through us. And as we give ourselves to him fully, he fully gives himself to us and grows in us. And that is that weakness of God becoming stronger than men, that the weakness of God is what looks foolish to the world. That's why it can be called the weakness of God. It's not that God's weak. It's just that the world sees that as being weakness. And so we can label it the weakness of God. But it's actually, that's the strength that he gives us is that weakness, that posture of falling flat on your face before the Lord and just saying, Lord, my entire life, all I have is yours. You know, here I am, my hands, my feet, my mouth, my ears, my eyes, this body, this life, my finances, where I live, all, you know, relationships, what, you name it, put it in a category, just hand that to the Lord, don't hang on to anything, and watch how he uses that, what the world would view as weakness, and just pours his strength in ways that can't even be imagined. Um... And then I was further stirred um, here in by that in Matthew 5 in the Beatitudes where he talks about Jesus's, first of all, this is really cool. It says Jesus, um, he went up on a mountain. And anytime you see a mountain in scripture, I shouldn't say anytime, but most of the time it can be associated with authority, uh, mountains, kingdoms, um, uh, when Satan's tempting Jesus in the wilderness, he says he took him up on a very tall mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the earth. Um, he was bringing Jesus to his place, Satan's place of a authority, so to speak, on the earth and was showing him all that he had and could give to Jesus if he would just bow down and worship um, Satan. And so anyway... I found it fascinating that here Jesus is getting ready to do his sermon on the mount. And so he goes up on the mountain and on this in this place of authority, he goes up on the mountain and he is seated in the place of authority and his disciples come to him. And I just think it's a perfect picture of here you have Christ being seated in his kingdom or a place of authority. And then you have those who are his, his disciples coming before him. And then it says, and then Jesus opened his mouth and taught them, saying, he taught the disciples and though the multitude that were there. But it seems like it's talking to the disciples mostly, um, as because it makes I don't know, it, it the fact that it says when he was seated, his disciples came to him, and then he opened his mouth and taught them, I feel like that's indicating the disciples. But I also believe it's this multitude too. So any but that's just a side thing that I found super cool to dwell upon, um, especially as when he opens his mouth, these are the things he decides in his authority, being seated in the spiritual kingdom. These are the, you know, blessed are those who are poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Interesting that he opens up right with the kingdom of heaven. Um, but I wanted to look at, Verse 6, which is, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And that is very much where I'm at in my own walk, that 
I don't ever want to be satisfied with where I'm at in life. I want to be content in the things Jesus has called me to be content in. Absolutely, I want to be content. But in growing in intimacy and in relationship and life and having the full surrender of Christ or full surrender to Christ, that is something that I don't ever want to be satisfied in this side of heaven. Um, Not that it's a works thing, but it's a desire to draw near to God, to seek his face, to um, present myself before him and have that abiding relationship with him and never be satisfied with the status quo of where I'm at and be like, yeah, this was a, you know, a good day or a good week or a good month or year, whatever. And just take that for what it is and say, I I can just keep this for the rest of my life. But instead I want to be pursuing and chasing after a deepening and a, a richer sanctification of my soul and further diving into that person of Jesus Christ and what he has for me. And that's that being hungry and thirsty for righteousness, not, you know, we're, it requires daily food and water to keep us sustained. And that's the same thing with our walk with Christ and living by the Spirit. We have to be hungry. We have to be thirsty for it in order to continue to grow and develop in the Spirit. But there's a promise there that those who are hungry and those who are thirsty will be filled. They'll be filled on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, but then in the grand scheme of things, there's this perspective that this side of heaven, Christians are never to be f- filled, like I've been saying. Like this is a, a journey into the heart of Christ that as we f- as we fully become sanctified of, I shouldn't say fully become sanctified, but our lives are becoming sanctified through Christ as long as we live deeper and deeper, this side of heaven you know, we're being filled to some extent. We're not totally being filled. But then one day when we are called home, whenever that may be, there is this promise that we will be filled and fully united with the Spirit of Christ in ways that we aren't able to experience here on earth yet because we have to move into our spiritual body. Anyway, so that just excites me that all of that stuff. And then I had a buddy, well, actually Ben Gingrich. Um, I love this, the word triumph. And so he sent me a, a scripture that talked about a triumph in Christ. And uh, that scripture is Second Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in the triumph of in Christ, through us, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And when I got that uh, a week or two ago, I can't remember exactly when it was, it was encouraging, but I didn't see that the Lord was going to use it in this podcast. Um, And so it's been really humbling to, I think, I'm beginning to learn how to see God, and that's a new experience for my walk with Christ. Um, And I don't mean like actually see him, but I'm becoming aware through faith and just watching how God works 
him move and I can recognize it as the spirit moving. And that is almost as good as seeing. And so that, that's excites me because I didn't, I was thankful Ben sent it to me and it was encouraging and it was certainly of the Lord at that moment, but he had a bigger purpose for it down the road where I would be using it in this episode. And as I was sitting here thinking about it before starting this episode, I was really just blessed by that and having that revelation. So anyway, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ through and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. In verse 15, in 1617, for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity. But as from God we speak in the sight of God in Christ. And so I was just thinking about and connecting this all together having a heart that walks in the triumph of Christ and that through that triumph there is this I can't think of how to say the word right now but there is this um, spreading of the fragrance and his knowledge of every place in him in, in through his spirit there will be this fragrance that comes up out of our lives and is distributed to those who are living and Christians who smell that and they recognize that this there, Christ is in the middle of this person's life and Christ is here and they don't smell that person but they smell the sweetness and the spirit of Christ working in and through that person that is what they smell and to those who are in death I feel like it can look like a lot of things either the spirit of Christ is something that awakens them out of their slumber out of their spirit of death and they smell something different and new for the first time and they decide to pursue it um kind of like smelling really good baked bread or something and like oh i really need that bread or there's people who are who smell it and it is as if it's the smell of death to them it repulses them because of the sin in them they are just repulsed by the purity of christ and i think that's the two ways that fragrance can go with those who are who are perishing but I was stirred and just convicted that it seems that there is a mixed aroma in the church today too where it has a partiality of Christ in it or it's there's this slight confession of Christ but then there's also this worldliness mixed in with the aroma and it leaves a confused spiritual smell so to speak where when you're done talking with somebody you're left wondering where they fully stand and not 100% certain of, yes, this person smells of Christ. And then you're like, well, this person smells like something. I don't know what it is because it's part world, part truth in some ways. And that saddens me. And it's something that there are areas of my own life that I can see where that's the aroma I have, this confusing aroma. One that when people who are living uh, in Christ are confused by it and when the world sees it, they don't see anything different than themselves necessarily because it doesn't show them something greater or 
or different from the world. It's just a mixed, it's just a mixed smell. Um, and it doesn't have any of the purity of Christ in it. And so I was just, uh, freshly convicted in that, that I want to be pursuing the, and living in this triumph of Christ that brings this fragrance of his knowledge, of his fullness, not only to my own life, but also to those around me who I come in contact with, whether they are living in Christ or not, so that Christ can fully work in in and through me because I am surrendered to him and I have this good fragrance. Um, and so that excites me to be drawing near to that candle of Christ, if you will, like lighting a match and having Christ light this match of his spirit, kind of like we talked last week about the tongues of fire being above the disciples. Maybe think about that as a candle, like the Lord lit his spirit inside a person and has entered that person. And now the aroma, the sacrifice of us being surrendered in humility and dependence to the Lord goes up to him and it becomes a sweet aroma and a sweet um, smell to him. So, I don't know what y'all think about that, but it kind of excites me to think of it that way. Um, Get that Christ candle burning in our lives and just distributing his fragrance to the world. So, that's kind of what I have today. Um, Man, I just, I feel like I just blitzed through so many powerful things we could spend light years working on and just talking through and being amazed and humbled and, um, yeah, lack of words for everything there is there. But anyway, I really hope you guys are encouraged by that. Um, I have been deeply encouraged in it and through it. And um, I know on my end, there's some things I haven't even shared that's so rich because I'm the one studying it. Um, And this is the Lord's working in my own life that I just share in part with you. But there's other parts to it that are so much more full that are special to me that if I had time, I'd share. But because I try to keep these short, I want to keep them. You know, I have to share what seems to be what the Lord wants to communicate to you also. Um, Anyway, yeah, it's a deep blessing and privilege to be able to do this podcast for you guys and um, just have the Lord proclaimed. So blessings this week. I hope that you are all strengthened in Christ and that you will uh, pursue him and be seeking that fragrant life of Christ in and through you and would just decrease so that he can increase. And I encourage you all and I'm praying for you all. Um, So take care and be strong in the Lord. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.